Welcome to Making Better Financial Decisions. My name is David Lewis, and if you want more financial tips, ideas, and advice, go to www.monogenics.com, M-O-N-E-G-E-N-I-X.com. And now, on to the show. Uh, Back in my early 20s, I foolishly negotiated the, the deal of a lifetime on a new car. Now, I didn't conceal the trade-in. In fact, when I arrived on the lot, he, the salesman saw me pull up and he, he sort of chuckled at the, this old beater that I brought him. I think it might have been an old Nissan or something like that. But f- about five minutes into the conversation, he totally forgot about it because he got distracted. He was trying to get me to agree to some sort of like monthly payment on a new car. And I was trying to get the sticker price of the car to come down. So right off the bat, we weren't even listening to each other. He was focused on the monthly payment. I was focused on the price of the car. And in fact, I was so adamant that I get a specific price that I kept cutting off the salesman and trying to get him to talk about what I wanted to talk about. That was my first mistake. And I made many more. At the end of it, the deal got uh, the, the deal on the car ended up so good for me that it became essentially a bad deal for the dealer. Now, they still sold me the car, but that was because they had basically already pre-committed, like they had promised to buy the trade-in before the deal, the wheeling and dealing had ever started. That was some thing that they had going on, like the dealership, you know, we take, we guarantee trade-ins or whatever. So they, this was sort of something that just kind of caught them off guard. And what ended up happening is the dealer resented it, um, I guess sort of like a seller's remorse, if you will. And so as it happened, when the, uh, I ended up having to have the, the vehicle delivered because I, um, I don't remember exact reason why, but I couldn't drive it off the lot that day. But um, I ended up having to have it delivered. And when the vehicle was delivered to me, it was damaged. Um, the trunk latch wouldn't close and it wouldn't lock properly. Uh, and I think there were also some scratches on the car and there was a persistent problem with one of the tires or something like that. So when I, I brought it back to the dealership, foolishly again, brought it back to the dealership to get repaired, um, only minimal service was offered. And even then it felt like it was kind of reluctantly done. Like they really want to work. They didn't, they just didn't want to work on it. And so what ended up happening was like all their customers were taking priority over me. And when I did manage to convince the dealership to take a look at it under, and it was under warranty. Um, it took forever to get the car back. And as you might have suspected by now, another problem always cropped up a few weeks or months later after supposedly being fixed. I could never prove it, um, but I, I, I often wondered whether the dealer was covertly like sabotaging the car every time I took it in. So because it felt like beyond coincidental, like you take it in and you come back and be, something else would be broken. Uh, and it was just like an endless cycle. So the point of all this there really is no such thing as a good deal. Not in the sense that one person gains something at another person's expense. It's not even the case that sometimes you can pull the wool over someone's eyes and get away with it uh, and, and somehow benefit. It's that that sort of scenario is a bizarre sort of unicorn. It just doesn't exist. It only exists in the delusional mind of a person who isn't willing to admit that they just took advantage of someone else. And, and basically, you know, shot themselves in the foot. And that sort of mindset is very a very mystical kind of self-defeating mindset. It results in creating problems where none previously existed. Like in a, you know, with the car 
you know, how good of a deal was it? Could it possibly have been when I had to keep driving back to the dealership and keep it, even though it was under warranty, it was just the time and time away from work. And there were some labor costs that eventually ended up being factored in there. I mean, it just wasn't a good deal economically, practically, morally. It's a loser's game. It's really an attempt to gain a genuine value from someone else, but do it at a loss to them. So they're not benefiting. And let me tell you something, something you already intuitively know to be true. Unfair deals always go south one way or another. Always. If you want a good deal, a legitimately good deal, then every single deal that you make has to be fair. Fair in the little literal meaning of the word. Uh, of the word. Not just like, not fair like, you know, like I just want my fair share. It has to be like an honest to God fair. In other words, the deal must be mutually beneficial as in win-win. Not win-win in the sense that you and the other guy make a bunch of uh, of uh, compromises or concessions uh, and, you know, like you n- you're never really getting what you want. And so you end up walking away feeling like, you know, you, you like somehow you're just not satisfied. What I mean is a real true win-win deal where both of you are legitimately happy with the deal and you feel you both of you feel good about it. That's the really uh, that's the real good deal. Uh, it took me many years uh, many years to realize that the illusion that I told myself about the car deal was that it was a good deal. Uh, but I didn't make a good deal because I didn't make a fair deal. The dealership didn't f- feel the deal was fair either. And when people don't feel that a deal is fair, one of two things are guaranteed to happen. Number one, they're going to find it. The other person is going to find a way to back out of the deal. The other co- person or a company or whatever, whoever it is you're trying to make a deal with, they're going to find a way to back out of it. Nobody makes any money and nothing of value is exchanged in that scenario. Or number two, they make implementation of the deal painful, very painful. Like they do it, but they're just going to make sure that it's very expensive, that it's it's like over budget on time, that it's not delivered as promised, miss deadlines, shortcuts, deliver less than what was promised. They cheap out on stuff and, and they're going to find a way to deliver less than the full value of whatever you bought. And there are, I mean, there's an endless number of ways an unfair deal can be made very, very painful for you. And more often than not, when a person feels they've been treated unfairly in a deal, they'll make you pay in some other way. And that's what happened to me. It was a very, very painful deal. Very painful. I was never able to get that trunk latch to work properly. And I ended up with more problems, like way more problems than I signed up for. And uh, as more and more problems with the car surfaced, I, I think I just ended up selling the car after maybe, I think, two, two or three years or something like that. Um, lost so much money on the deal, it made me sick. Not only did I rack up huge repair bills, I ended up losing the car. So it didn't even get the thing that I wanted. Even today, I see people deny that fair deals are necessary. Somehow they believe they can just kind of like fly under the radar or employ some kind of ninja trick to escape detection or, you know, I don't know, whatever they're teaching kids on the internet these days. They believe that special sort of intellectual gyrations and manipulations are the only way to survive in today's world. Like you have to be like this word ninja or something. You know, instead of focusing on the point, they become ensnared on a bunch of like A points, something that seems logical and clever, but in reality, they're pointless, irrational, and destructive to everybody. This is not a recipe for success. 
And if you do it, people are already plotting against you. And you, a lot of times you're probably, you're not even going to know it. You probably don't know when people are plotting because you're only going to know when like bad stuff starts happening to you. So if you want to avoid that, uh, avoid chasing good deals. Instead, chase fair deals. It's first of all, it's the right thing to do, but it's also the practical thing to do.